Axis Mundi. Welcome to Straight White American Jesus. I'm Brad Onishi, faculty in religion, Skidmore College. Our show is hosted in partnership with the CAP Center at UCSB, and I'm here today with my co-host. I'm Dan Miller, Associate Professor of Religion and Social Thought at Landmark College. Uh, it's good to see you, Brad. It's uh, obviously been a, a pretty rough week, so, uh, but I'm, I'm glad to see you here. Yeah, it, it has been a rough week. Uh, as we've noted over the last couple of weeks, March is, is kind of a hard week or a hard month for everybody in the kind of higher ed game, students and faculty and everyone else. Uh, obviously, though, that this week was tough because of what happened in Atlanta. And so uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about various dimensions of uh, the racial dimensions, the purity culture dimensions, the, 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 the white evangelical dimensions. We're going to jump into some stuff on the Vatican and uh, not blessing same-sex unions and uh, then talk about uh, Russia and its interference in our elections and kind of what that means. So, uh, Dan, let me start with uh, something I wrote on Twitter the other day. I know some folks have already heard this, but I just thought it might be worth uh, using it as a starting point. Uh, killing half a dozen Asian women and attributing it to sex addiction, not racism, is Christian nationalism in a nutshell. Uh, purity culture made me feel bad about my sexual needs, so I eliminated the temptation. What does race have to do with it, right? This is what ostensibly uh, the perpetrator of this crime uh, has said and, and what others have parroted. My response is that everything uh, race has everything to do with it. And so uh, there is a great uh, uh, a tweet from Tao Lee Goff, who points out that the figure of the Asian sex worker is the linchpin of racist U.S. immigration law. The Asian woman and the Asian sex worker is imagined to be lewd and immoral, requiring biopolitical containment against degeneracy, but truly against any possible uh, any possibility of an Asian future for the nation. Uh, several people, including uh, Goff, point out that there was the Page Act of 1875, which effectively banned entry of Asian, namely Chinese women, due to lewdness and immorality. So we have this act, Dan, in 1875, which basically uh, targets Asian women as uh, people who have lewd and immoral character, and they're so bad that they're not allowed in the country. This, of course, led to the 1882 Chinese Exclusion Act. Uh, that led to the 1924 Immigration Act. That led to Japanese internment in uh, 1942 to 1945. We could talk about uh, uh, American imperialism and colonialism in places like Philippine, the Philippines and uh, Vietnam and, uh, and Korea. Um, so I think for us, Dan, the question is, how does this relate to evangelicalism and purity culture? Uh, and so for me, um, I'll turn this over to you in a second, but I just want to pause on the racial dimension to start with, and, and maybe that'll allow us to set up some things you'll have to say about purity and how purity is not just necessarily about uh, sex and sexuality and sexual desire. Um, I, uh, it's been a weird week. I'll, be, I'll just be honest with everybody. I've gone through moments of, of rage and, and intense sadness and intense uh, sorrow, uh, thinking about the lives that were lost and the people. Um, you know, I... I I think a lot about how uh, being Asian American is is often, especially being an Asian American woman or an Asian woman in the United States, uh, but Asians in general are, uh, like many people of color, both uh, often invisible and hyper visible. 
uh, invisible in the sense that people sort of chalk uh, Asian Americans up often to be a model minority who they sort of pat on the back and rub their head and say, you're the safe ones. And uh, you're the good example of what a non-white looks like. And, um, you know, you're uh, Asian men, you're not very masculine and Asian women, we're going to reduce you to sex objects. But, you know, we feel fairly good about you being around because you don't threaten us. And um, you make us feel like, um, you know, we're not only superior, but uh, we can be safe around people of color. And then there's this hypervisibility that happens at the turn of a hat, Dan. So during the pandemic, we've seen this over and over that as Trump and other leaders have talked about the coronavirus as a Chinese virus or a Kung flu, uh, the rise in anti-Asian uh, hate crimes and uh, violence has risen exponentially. And that has landed in undue nature on el the elderly and on women. Um, so I, I, I think a lot about um, how that works in this country, that in one moment, as my uh, colleague Wendy Lee says, you are a pet. And in one moment, you are a threat. And uh, last night, I, I thought I was done crying for the day, but I, I signed on and I read um, part of an interview with um, one of the, the sons of, uh, of one of the women who was killed. And so Hyun uh, Jung Grant was uh, somebody who worked at uh, Gold's, one of the spas, and uh, her son, Randy Park, shared uh, some things about uh, his mom and their life together, talked about how she came here as a single mother, was working to create a better life for her and her sons, how she devoted her entire uh, being to raising them. Uh, there's pictures here of them at uh, high school graduation um, in uh, uh, in 2017, uh, smiling for the camera, looking very proud. Um, Park talked about how there's no other family members that can help them because they're all in South Korea. So uh, they came here for a better life. And um, this is what happened. He said, she'll never get to see my brother and I get married, own homes, graduate college and see her grandchildren. Uh, anybody that has had the misfortune to be in a situation like this that could inform me on how to go on, I would appreciate the help. Um, so I, I just, I, I hover there, Dan, just because these are not just numbers. These are people uh, who are no longer with us and who were targeted uh, in an unimaginable crime. I know as Americans, we are very used to mass shootings now. They are part of our landscape, but they remain uh, unthinkably tragic. Um, I uh, spent a lot of time this week thinking about family uh, who are vulnerable thinking about uh, being called uh, Jap as a kid at times and, um, you know, living in small town America at different points in my life and coming across Asian families uh, who are largely alone in those small towns and wondering how they're doing, uh, going to a Chinese restaurant and hoping that the people there are okay, hoping that they have a community that helps them and supports them and protects them, uh, thinking about uh, how difficult it is um, to uh, sort of exist in this liminal state in this country as a kind of in-between people. All that to say, Dan, um, neither I nor many people buy the idea that none of this was racially motivated or racially uh, tinged, and I think we'll get into that now. Um, one of the, the things that I wrote on Twitter was basically that uh, purity is never... Uh, limited to sexual purity. So the shooter was heavily involved in uh, a Baptist church. Um, and uh, there's now good reporting from the New York Times that talks about him this way. 
months before Robert Aaron Long was charged with carrying out a bloody rampage at three massage parlors that horrified the nation and stoked a furious outcry over anti-Asian violence, the 21-year-old suspect who had grown up in a conservative Baptist church appeared fixated on guilt and lust. As investigators on Thursday pieced together whether and how racism and sexism might have motivated Tuesday's attacks, people who knew Mr. Lung offered new details about dangerous collision of sexual loathing and what the former roommate described as religious mania that marked his life in the years before the shooting spree. Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. In order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard, I promise. 